Hello and welcome, friends and followers. This is going to be episode two of Dating God's Son. I'm your host, Ashley, and today's episode is titled One Flesh. And if you're familiar with the verse, I'm going to go ahead and start off right away with um, Genesis 2.24. That says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Now, I wrote a blog about this, and I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into what I spoke about on the blog. So you can go ahead and check that out. The link is in my bio on my Instagram, which is dating, period, God's period son. Um, And the subject is basically about um, what I'm going to talk about is like sexual immorality. And I'm going to talk a little bit about um, my experiences with what I touched on in my first episode about being sucked into the new age community through this concept of twin flames. And I'm going to talk about how this idea of the twin flame is really a counterfeit that Satan created to keep people from this godly marriage of this idea of one flesh. Okay, and I think that it's so beautiful and that like a lot of people are really desiring these beautiful, soulful, spiritual relationships but our society is also very has a very toxic sex culture. So I'm going to dive a little bit into that and talk on things like sex magic, which were things that I was practicing in the New Age spiritual community and things that I was teaching other people. And so I really want to shift gears here and bring people back to this very intimate relationship with God's Son. And this is why I named my podcast and my new blog, Dating Godson, because it's this idea that you don't need to go out and chase after men. And I think a lot in our society, and I touch on this in the blog, teaches young women to kind of use their sexuality to seduce and subdue men and kind of like become the head um, to kind of like chase after and um, this concept comes up in this in the twin flame um, in the twin flame concept of like it, it it's called the runner and the chaser and I got really sucked into this um, and I think a lot of people that struggle with like codependency in relationships where they really depend on another person to bring them some sort of wholeness or some sort of like worthiness or or happiness or love um, they're really sucked into this concept because it keeps you in cycles of egotistical immediate gratification type of connections and so a lot of people will use excuses for their partners who they maybe believe is their twin flame they'll use this idea that like they can treat them like crap and they're still the one for you so basically a lot of people get stuck in cycles with this new age um idea of a twin flame okay this idea that there's one person out there for you and that you can connect to them and i'm going to share a little bit later on how i was really connecting to who I thought was my twin flame through like astral projection and through astral travel and even through what I would call astral sex. So there's a lot of this like um, self-pleasure in the new age spiritual community that has you, um, like I said, pleasuring yourself, but it's with this concept of like maybe connecting with this specific person, which actually opens you up to demonic entities and a lot of people that think they're connecting with their twin flame whether it's telepathically or through meditation or through or spiritually are actually connecting to demonic entities that are really siphoning their power and a lot of demonic energies will siphon especially women's power through sexual sexual energy okay and this showed up for me a lot like in dreams or like i said during um astral traveling i was having a lot of um sexual encounters and i thought these were like holy and i thought these were good it's also the concept in the new age spiritual community of uh tantric practices and really this idea of 
the kundalini and um, it's obviously the two serpents that start at the base of your spine and work your way up. I touched on this in my last episode and looking back now as these concepts and these ideals and these beliefs I formed in the new age community are really being revealed to me through Jesus Christ, I'm recognizing how satanic they are and how demonic they truly are. Um, Especially if you look at the kundalini and this idea of the serpent, it goes back to the original story in Genesis. So, um, and it's this idea of like the one flesh. I really like this because there's another, there's another verse I'm going to share really quickly here from Matthew 19, um, four through six, where, um, Jesus is, he answered and said, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let man not separate. And, um, in this new age spiritual concept of the twin flame they really talk about this idea of separation okay and that you're never separated that your souls are always joined and so um i think it's twisting scripture and it's the counterfeit of satan which he really lures you in and like i I mentioned in my first episode how i was really praying to god this time i had lost this this friend in my life who I also deeply loved. Um, and at this time, I was really like searching Pinterest and pinning all these um, soulmate quotes and all these like soulmate um, images. And eventually, I was um, drawn to that twin flame concept through Pinterest that really sucked me in. And it talked about the runner and the chaser and being in separation. And then like I projected this whole idea onto this certain person. And I believe that that's when Satan really infiltrated me and made me become obsessed with this idea of this twin flame, twin flame concept, because I was at this time really desiring love. And at that same time, I believe that Jesus came to me to bring me his word and to read the Bible because I started reading the Bible and then I decided not to. Um, I believe that he brought that to me so that he could show me what a biblical marriage looks like, what a godly relationship looks like. And I can tell you, I was so far away from knowing what a godly relationship is. And I touch a little bit on this in my blog where um, if you grew up in like dysfunctional relationships, because a lot of people are in this day and age marriage is more of like a technicality it's a, a box that you check off on your like wish list it's something you do to boost your status symbol it's not rooted in christ it's not rooted in god it's rooted in like immediate gratification it's a lot of people do it for the wrong reasons right and this can later end up in dysfunctional relationships or divorce or um you know to heartbreak or pain and this sets the example, especially growing up in a relationship that wasn't built from God, um, that was built on, you know, worldly needs, right? And a lot of people are staying in relationships that aren't necessarily healthy for them, or they're entering into relationships because they have deep fears of being alone, or because they do it for uh, monetary reasons, or like some sort of stability, right? And so um, really like, in these relationships, a lot of people are selling their souls in order to have some sort of like what they believe is stability or security, which can only come from Jesus Christ. And instead of going and doing the work and forming this intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, they're using their relationships to project all of their trauma, all of their dysfunction, all their unworthiness, all their lack, and all their fears onto their partner, which in the end, result in a very volatile, unstable relationship where they're seeking this relationship for some form of stability that maybe they never received in childhood, then they end up projecting this instability they feel within themselves onto the relationship and the relationship becomes very unstable. This causes a lot of dysfunction, especially for children who are being born into these relationships that aren't centered in Jesus Christ, that aren't centered in God. Because marriage is to unite with God right? And through this twin flame concept that I think a lot of people are getting sucked into or 
It's this idea that like you're unifying yourself, you're unifying your masculine and feminine energies. And the more that you balance these masculine and feminine energies within yourself, you're creating wholeness, you're creating um, this idea of completeness, right? And then they teach you that from your sense of wholeness by balancing these masculine and feminine energies, you are attracting somebody who's also balanced and integrated their own shadow and their darkness, right? So it's basically like you're integrating and you're giving consent to Satan to enter your body as a way to give you this false sense of wholeness and completeness because we definitely know if you're, you know, a Christian that your wholeness can only come from accepting Jesus Christ into your heart. Okay. And so a lot of people are trying to create this wholeness by doing like shadow work or, or doing things like Tantra in the New Age spiritual community. Or, you know, like, like I said, doing this shadow work and trying to heal your, heal your wounds, right? Um, and that this is going to create the sense of wholeness that you're desiring. But it's not until you form an intimate relationship with God's son that you begin to feel the sense of wholeness. And from there, you're going to attract somebody who is also has given their heart to Jesus Christ, right? And that Jesus Christ is leading them through the relationship, and this is going to create a lot more order, right? There won't be this dysfunction. You won't be coming into the relationship trying to seek security because your security and your safety and your wholeness and your identity is formed through Jesus Christ. So you're no longer projecting your traumas or your wounds. You're no longer trying to um, relate to somebody from this like this lack or this emptiness within yourself. You're relating from the Holy Spirit. Okay. And this is going to put you in a completely different situations and you're going to build a really strong foundation that's especially bringing children because there's another passage I'm going to share here actually that's coming to me um, that I also shared in my blog that says, um, because the, what is the purpose of, you know, marriages built from God and that is to produce godly offspring, to continue to fill the world with uh, followers of Jesus Christ. So this says, did he not make them one with a portion of the spirit in their union? And what was the one God seeking? Godly offspring. So guard yourselves in your spirit and let none of you be faithful, faithless to the wife of your youth. And that's Malachi 2.15. Um, And I just love that because it talks about the union. And a lot in this New Age spiritual community with this twin flame concept, it's all about union. It's all about union with your twin flame, union with um, your your divine masculine within or union with your divine feminine within. Okay, and then like through this union of your masculine and feminine energies, you create this union with God or with source or with the universe, right? Um, And... I feel like this is very misleading and it's another way that that Satan is really using this as a counterfeit for the for what it says here is the spirit in their in their union. Okay, he created them he he made them one, right? With that one flesh like he created he created woman from man, okay? And so um and he's he's really seeking to do this like he has purpose in this uniting of the man and the woman and and what was he seeking he was seeking to create godly offspring right to to kind of continue to keep his i should i don't know if i want to use the word legacy (laughs) but that's kind of what comes to mind you know to continue to produce these fruitful children and these fruitful families um and i think that a lot of times i know i just came from a family that was not they weren't united in God, okay? God was never something... I always found this kind of odd as a child, too, that, like, my parents never really talked about God. They, they That never came up in conversation. I just find this so, so bizarre um, looking back now um, because, like, I don't know, and you'll see this in, in today's relationships, too. A lot of people are relating through, like, gossip, right? They're they're not spending their time talking about uh, Jesus Christ or you know, talking about the Bible or talking about scripture or talking about God or maybe talking about the purpose of the relationship. Um, they're, 
kind of talking about maybe their job or they're talking about the weather or they're talking about other people or you know they're just talking about all these things that don't necessarily bring them closer together and I feel like that's the purpose of marriage is to bring you closer to God and a lot of people I feel are using relationships in this day and age to kind of escape that right where they have deep fears of being alone and so they're not sitting and being with themselves and kind of working through their own issues and leaning on God for understanding and leaning on God for the answers instead they're like hopping into relationships and and using relationships as a way to kind of escape themselves Um, So that they don't have to sit with like maybe the unpleasantness of recognizing that I don't have a deep intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm really far away from the sun. Okay, like I I don't really have any direction. I, I feel really insecure about myself. I don't have a lot of faith. I don't have a lot of hope. I'm feeling lost and I'm feeling confused. Like instead of confronting all these maybe emotions that arise while being alone they kind of use their relationship as a way to avoid it okay and then this keeps a lot of people stuck in dysfunctional relationships where or maybe like their immediate needs are being gratified like they have a house or you know they're using it as this way and like this was kind of like my parents relationship is like all their physical needs were being met in their relationship but there was no soul there was no there was no depth to the relationship it was not built on solid ground and so one little thing could like completely rock the boat and create so much instability and chaos and when when your relationship is built on Jesus Christ you're going to experience a lot more stability and it doesn't mean you're not going to experience difficulties or challenges in your relationship you're just going to be able to lean on Jesus Christ to to guide you through it and to to teach you how to move through those things right you're still going to have challenges in a godly relationship maybe even more so But in other relationships, you can kind of avoid those challenges and you can blame your partner or you can project your unresolved traumas that come up onto your partner rather than sitting with them and facing them and working through them. And in godly relationships, you have to do that. Like you have to face the things that are confronting you and you have to work through them in a way that's um, godly, in a way that's graceful. Um, and this, I, I believe, builds deeper trust. And I think a lot of people have deep fears of betrayal. I know that I did. And I've experienced so many things. Like when I came across this twin flame concept and I was convinced that this certain person was my twin flame, I felt be- very betrayed by this person. Okay, like this person brought up all my own um, wounding that I had from childhood. These belief systems that were built from the very first relationship I had with a man which was with my father and I touch on this a little bit in um, my blog post as well where I talk about a lot of women are really they're either going to this one end of the spectrum where they're you know they're jumping into relationships and they're not dealing with their issues and what I call daddy issues they're not dealing with those problems instead they're jumping into the relationship and hoping that like by being in this relationship you know there's this concept that a lot of women have been taught for a very very long time that a man is going to come along your your knight in shining armor and when you finally meet this person you'll finally feel loved and you'll live happily ever after right (laughs) and it's it's been passed down and passed down for a very long time this idea and it keeps people especially women staying in relationships that aren't fulfilling right they might be immediately gratifying but they're not fulfilling to the spirit because I believe that that God wants to use relationships to fulfill us, to use relationships for his works, okay? But a lot of people aren't uniting and, and relating through God, right? They're relating from their own traumas, from their own um, past pain, right? And so there's that spectrum of where people are just jumping into relationships and then using their partner, like controlling their partner or manipulating their partner. Because I talk about this deeply in the blog about a lot of people are using their sexual desires to manipulate, to emotionally manipulate people. And they don't, I don't think a lot of people recognize that they're doing this. They might not even know that they're doing it because it, it might be something that they learned in childhood from their caregivers, or I think it's heavily influenced in, uh, movies and tvs and magazines and books and and through celebrities and all these people like a lot of women using their sexual energy to kind of like dominate and to control men and to manipulate them and you'll see this 
through maybe the example of um, like teen pregnancy or a lot of women are like sleeping with men and they're trapping them and they're getting pregnant just so they can try to manipulate them and make them stay with them even if the relationship isn't healthy Um, they're doing it as a way to kind of like like I said manipulate or to control men so this is we've gotten really far away from godly marriages from godly relationships um and i think i think a lot of people are using relationships like i said as as a as also like not a form of escape but as like a drug there i feel like modern day relationships are a drug they're an addiction and they keep people in very harmful cycles and in situations and um with this idea of sexual immorality, which I touch on on the blog, like it's not just this idea of like maybe what some Christians believe is like sex before marriage or like things even worse like date rape or molestation or pedophilia um, or things like that. But it's just this idea too in our toxic sex culture, sex culture to kind of hook up. Like we live in this very bizarre world where temptation is literally at our fingertips you know, it's this swipe swipe right culture, this mentality that like we can know somebody by a couple photos, maybe their best photos and a little shallow bio. Like we're not, we're kind of like testing the waters sexually before we're forming emotional, intellectual, spiritual connections with people. And so it's kind of this backwards idea, whereas like biblically they teach you, you know, to kind of like save yourself. And this is something um, that I think a lot of people confuse and it's not something that's like a bad thing um, or it's something that's like keeping you bound. It's just like preserving your sexual energy, which can be used for God, like to create, to follow your purpose, um, and what he wants to do, like, to God, you want him, you want God to guide these sexual desires, because a lot of people's sexual desires are being, um, controlled by their own impulses, right, they're, they're not even thinking about it, they just get on this app, and they find somebody to hook up with, right, just to relieve themselves, rather than going a little bit deeper, and, sitting with these sexual urges or these sexual desires and asking God, where do you want to lead this desire? Or where, how can you relieve me of this desire, right? This fleshy desire. Because sex isn't inherently bad. It's just how you, it's the context in which you use it. Like, are you using it to make yourself feel better? Are you using it as a sort of drug? Are you using it to manipulate people? Like, are you using it to harm people? Because like, think about like our date rate deep rape culture you know like sex is really being used as a weapon um and i believe that a lot of you know and think about the pornography and in industry and how it's keeping really young boys um you know it's it's teaching them to grow up to be sexually immoral okay and so there's a lot behind this and there was that other spectrum i was talking about how women you know will jump into relationships and project all their insecurities and their fears and their daddy issues basically onto their partner but there's this other end of the spectrum that you can see a lot in today's society and especially over the last you know 20 years as this idea of like feminism and like i don't need a man like men are worthless men you know men we don't need men like fuck the patriarchy smash the patriarchy this idea that that men aren't valuable and i think that this has to do a lot with women's own personal pains and traumas around men who like i said are being trained by our culture and our society to base what women's needs and wants are off pornography or magazines or movies or like really distort really distorting a man's or a young boy's perspective of what women want and what they need um, and keeping them like I said sexually immoral which is creating this trauma with with men and women and keeping them from relating from a place of godliness right and so this creates a lot of um, like battle of the sexes and like I said a lot of women are pushing men away or like I said, women, they, they just don't want anything to do with men. Um, they don't trust them is what it all comes down to. And, and these men, like I said, they're not being 
they're not following Christ. Like, there's this idea, and I'm going to share this here because I think this, like, really trig- might be a lot of really triggering for some women to hear um, because I talk a lot about, like, being submissive. And there's lots of uh, scripture in the Bible that talks about women being submissive to men. And I remember when I first started reading the Bible, which is only a couple of months ago, that this really triggered me as well. Cause I was like, there is no way that I am submitting to a man. Like there is just no way. And I had to really face my own issues when it came to like wanting to control men. Right. And this, this appeared to me a lot through this twin flame concept is like, it showed me how much I wanted to control and manipulate men rather than love them and like pray for them and submit to them because that just repulsed me because I grew up I grew up with a father in my very first relationship with a man who was not submitted to Christ who was not did not have a godly relationship you know and so when men are not submitted to Christ a woman is not going to want to submit to him right so this says uh, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord and this is if I don't even know how to pronounce it, honestly. Um, if I'm going to spell it E-P-H-E-S-I-A-N-S. And this is 522. <laughs> Sorry that I do not know how to pronounce that. But, you know, and this is wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, right? And um, to me, I had to really learn how to submit to Jesus Christ. And this is teaching me, like, this is actually making me want... Like, I am so excited to find a man that's submitted to God so that I can submit to him, you know? Like, I I deeply desire to be in this more submissive energy, whereas before I kind of wanted to be in this this very dominating energy. I wanted to, like, show that I was on top. I wanted, right, in in the twin flame experience in the spiritual community, it wants to create this, and even in the feminist movement, it's like creating this equality with men, right? It's because God's order is Jesus Christ, man, woman, child okay and so what's happening in the new age spiritual community and what satan's plan is to disrupt god's order is to kind of create this sense of equality with men and women but this this is not how god designed us to be this is not how god designed his order right his order is very specific because it keeps things in order whereas satan wants to create disharmony and and disruption to God's order. So there's all this imbalance. And when you do that, and I'll I'll give you an example for my parents' relationships. My mother was more like what I would call in her like dominating, more like she wasn't submitted to Christ. She wasn't like very compassionate or loving or gentle. You know, she was, I would say more in her like masculine energy. And my father was more in his feminine energy. He was very like passive and he didn't really stand up for himself and he like stayed quiet to keep the peace and i mean he was also very disruptive and violent at sometimes but you can see that this the relationship with them was very it like neither of my parents were submitted to jesus christ right and so it created a lot of disruption a lot of chaos a lot of conflict in the relationship um which is satan's plan because like i said he wants to create a whole generation of children that are that are born from dysfunctional families um, so that he can kind of, you know, use them and possess them, or I should say oppress them so that they submit to him. They want, Satan wants to create followers of him through children growing up in these dysfunctional relationships that aren't built on God's order, right? Because I already mentioned this about, you know, God wanting to use relationships to create godly offspring, right? So he has a very specific purpose and he has a very specific purpose for his order, right? And a lot of, a lot of people like want to kind of disrupt this order and create that sort of like equality and like having men and women be at the same, but that wasn't God's intention. And I know this can be a lot, very triggering for a lot of people because I didn't like to hear this. And it is different because, like I said, there's a difference between a man that is submitted to Jesus Christ and is a godly man. And of course, you're going to want to submit to that kind of man. But if you're in the relationship with a kind of man that's not godly, that's not submitted to Jesus Christ, you're not going to feel safe. You're not going to feel led. You're not going to feel protected to open up and to be vulnerable and to feel safe and secure in your own body. Okay. And so there is a difference. So like I said, that was very triggering to me to hear that, to like, to be a woman, to submit to a man <laughs> because I was like, no way. Um, but 
like I said, the more I submit to Jesus Christ, the more he's teaching me how to trust again, right? Because he, he is healing my own traumas, my own wounds that I, that I, that were created in childhood, right? From my own father who was not submitted to Jesus Christ. Um, and so a lot of people are, you know, one, they're either avoiding their trauma and not dealing with it all and then projecting it and blaming it, the, blaming their own unhappiness or their own unpleasantries or their own unsafety or their own stresses onto their partner, their own fears, rather than, um, you know, dealing with them and going to Jesus Christ for healing. Um, and, or they're just like, you know, like I said, they're avoiding it. And so then they're projecting it or, um, they're using it as a way to like manipulate and to control. Um, and this can just cause a lot of power struggles in relationships, like, like, um, ego battles in relationships rather than like being humbled by God and going to God for, for relationship guidance. Right. And that's kind of the whole purpose of this new direction that I'm moving in is because I was teaching a lot of people to go, you know, to go within themselves and to, to basically lead these relationships from their own selves and from their own traumas rather than going to God to guide their relationships. Um, and like I said, this could be relationships. I'm talking mostly about intimate connections because we are talking about sex here. Um, and this, you know, if you don't feel safe with a man, like in a, a lot of people, there's this other idea of like where a lot of women, they just, instead of like sitting with their aloneness or sitting with being single, like they're using that time also because I feel like being single is sacred, right? I've been single for a very long time. Like a, honestly, I've never been in a very committed relationship. I've been in like situationships where, um, I've, you know, slept with other men and I've, you know, lived with them and they were friends and it was like, but it was never like a real relationship. Okay. So, but there's this idea, like this is our hookup culture, right? Where we're swiping right. And instead of being with our singleness and really using that time to be dating God, you know, to be dating God's son, to be creating a very intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Instead, we're getting on apps and we're going out to bars and getting drunk and having meaningless drunken sex, okay? Like that is not, and and I'm going to read this um, scripture here too that I share in my blog that says, flee from sexual immorality. For For every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. And I just thought that stuck out to me so much, right? And this is like our hookup culture. Like just going and sleeping with random people that you don't really know um, is actually very harmful to the body, right? Like you're sinning against your own body. And it's just, it, it cre- it's, creates so much, like it's very unhealthy mentally, emotionally, and physically, even, and spiritually. Like maybe people don't want to look at it from that perspective, but I truly believe that when you're, exchanging uh, sexual energy like you're not just exchanging your physical bodies like you're also exchanging your soul right you're having a a spiritual exchange a, a very emotional exchange and if you're doing it from this place that's very unstable within yourself and you're doing like you're just hooking up with people as a way to like avoid being with your own emotions right this is very very harmful um, and this can create a lot of uh, conflict and, and chaos within the own body that maybe you're not recognizing. This could uh, appear as just different um, emotions within yourself. And I can give you an example from my own personal experiences because, of course, I still have deep, uh, deep sexual desires and I really desire to be with a man, um, especially when I'm to get a little technical here. But when I'm ovulating, I'll really notice that I want to obviously create and I want to procreate and during this time because I'm not with somebody right now I'm really using the times of ovulation when I feel the most creative to channel it into other activities like speaking for example or sharing God's word or writing or poetry things like that which I'll probably be sharing a poem at the end of this um, episode here and um you know, like, instead of, I'll have experiences where, like I said, when I'm ovulating, where I feel this deep desire to have, to have a a sexual experience, I can feel my emotions like anger or sadness, because I deeply desire to be held or to be touched, and these things aren't wrong, right? And I think a lot of times that, like, 
especially like maybe in churches if you grew up in churches because I did not experience that at all like they can kind of teach that like sex is bad you shouldn't think about it you shouldn't do it you know like (laughs) it's it's like there's all this like shame and judgment I think around sex especially in churches um but they're also not teaching children um you know or like especially people that are growing up in churches they're not teaching them what sex is really about right they're just saying it's bad don't do it you know like you know if you do do it it's a sin you know like so they're they're kind of instilling fear um and i've had to have intimate deep conversations with jesus christ about this because um it's something that like like i said i still have these sexual desires arise and when i'm having those moments of anger or sadness because it's not something that's happening in my life right now because like i said i've been practicing celibacy for the last six years um i will ask jesus christ to relieve me of these fleshy desires right and sometimes i'll i might cry or i might get angry or i might get upset and i'll just start praying to him and i'll feel him come place his hand upon me and he will like he'll relieve me of these fleshy desires right And so, um, I think that it's, I don't think that a lot of children are taught to go to Jesus Christ for those things. They're kind of taught like, well, Jesus isn't going to accept you if you have these sexual desires or if you even have these sexual desires, they're wrong, right? I think it's important to recognize when you're having them and then, you know, instead of impulsively acting on them, like by getting on an app and hooking up with somebody or going out to the bar and hooking up with somebody or calling your, um, what are, what do they call your your fuck buddy you know instead of calling somebody up in the middle of the night and wanting to relieve yourself of these desires in that moment instead going to jesus christ and asking him to relieve you of those desires (laughs) um because you know i think that and i also believe that like really practicing like i said i was having all these sexual experiences through the new age spiritual community through like things like sex magic and things like uh, tantra and um like what I called astral sex, you know, and what I believe was happening is like I said, I was giving consent to demonic entities to kind of enter, um, my body and they like to really use, like I said, sexual energies to kind of siphon your power. And so I can give you an example. Um, one time I was having a dream and this was like a few months ago when I was, when these concepts were really being revealed to me because I was getting closer to Jesus Christ and he was revealing to me that this twin flame concept is not real and that it's actually a satanic trap. And um, I had a dream about um, oral sex and I remember holding this person's face up and and looking at this face and being like, I remember saying to them, I don't know you. And then this person, this person f- was like fleed from my dream, right? And I believe that this was like a demonic entity posing as this person that I thought was my twin flame, quotes. <laughs> um, and so when I recognized that it was basically just like a demonic entity uh, putting on the appearance, because demonic entities will put on the appearance of human beings, right? Another example I can give you that's not um, related to sex at all is this idea that, you know, like your ancestors will come to you to communicate with you and they can really, like these demonic entities can really present themselves as your ancestors or as your spirit guides, right? And you're, you think you're telepathically communicating with them, but really you're telepathically communicating with demonic entities that are posing as these as these beings, these familiar beings, right? This is one way that they can really use you. And even now speaking about it, like, I know that um, (laughs) these entities, because if if you've been giving them consent for a period of time, like for me, it was years, I was really deeply entrenched into these practices and doing these things. And I thought that I was connecting with this person who I thought was, like I said, my twin flame or this person I thought I was deeply connected to. I still believe that I'm deeply connected to this person, but I don't believe that we're connecting in this 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 way that I thought we were, right? And so what I believe is that this demonic entity was uh, presenting itself as this person and really luring me, right? Seducing me, right? This is very satanic. It goes back to that idea of like um, the serpent seducing Eve in the garden, okay? And so 
Um, yeah, that's, that's just one way that I can show up and practicing all these things like son, like Tantra or sex magic or, um, like astral travel, traveling or astral sex is very spiritually dangerous, but it, it, but hooking up with random people is also very dangerous spiritually and emotionally and physically. Like it's just, it's like a transgression against your own body. Okay. And so, and this is just like very normal in our society today. It's so normal to just like hook up with people, um, to not form committed relationships. And I feel like a lot of people have so many commitment issues because they're not committed and they're not devoted to Jesus Christ, right? They're using relationships to meet their own gratifying, their ego gratifying needs. They're not in relationships to praise Jesus Christ. They're not in relationships for the glory of God, right? And that's how far away we've gotten. And for some people, that will be repulsive to them. Like, they don't even want to think about, like, for me, like, I feel so drawn to biblical godly relationships and marriage because, like I said, when I first got into this, like, twin flame concept all these years ago, I was really desiring to be in a relationship. And, um, I believe that's when Jesus came to me to to help me have a relationship with him through his word, right? So that he could show me what it meant to be in a godly relationship. But instead, I was lured by Satan, by that original, um, you know, sin to, to, to be like God and to... Um, to know all these things and <laughs> to be seduced. I was really seduced by Satan and he is very seductive, right? Um, and so I think it's so important for people to be able to recognize, you know, like when they're being seduced by their own sexual energy and can you, can you stop it? Like, can you become aware of it, right? I don't think a lot of people are aware how deeply linked their, their sexual desires and their emotions are entangled, right? And so if you're really disconnected from your emotions, right? Because that's what a lot of people are doing. Like a lot of women, in my opinion, in this day and age, in this culture, are having like emotion, emotionless sex. Like they're not connected to their hearts. Because like there's no way, in my opinion, that especially as women, like that you could just hook up with people and not have any feelings. Like you just have to have your heart completely, like you'd have to be completely disconnected from your heart to be able to do that. Like, um, and for me, like sex is a very emotional and spiritual thing. Like it's very intimate. Um, it's not just something that you just go and do for fun that, (laughs) you know, like that is just something to me that's so dangerous. Right. Um, And, uh, I think that, you know, a lot of women are taught, like, to, to going back to this idea that women have been taught for a long time that, um, finding this certain person will save them from all their, their troubles and they'll finally live happily ever after, right? Um, they're not going, they're not forming this intimate relationship with God's son as their savior, Okay. And then like allowing him to guide your actions and you'll no you'll no longer want to just randomly hook up with people. Like you'll no, you'll you you'll be repulsed by that idea. Cuz to me it's just like I want to teach so many young women and children, even young boys to just to not be doing this because it's so harmful. Um And I also like there's this this scripture here I'm also going to share that says husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her um so you know that that talks about you know husbands or men submitting to Jesus Christ and loving you know loving their wives or their partner as Christ loved the church okay and so that's another you know, message for men to really be submitting to Christ instead of just going out and hooking up with women, right? Or, you know, this idea of like the date rape culture and just drugging women and manipulating women and hurting women with this sexual abuse. And we have so much sexual abuse and sexual trauma in our society. And it's really challenging subject to talk about because a lot of people don't feel safe enough to talk about it because there's not a lot of safe places to talk about it whereas like for women they're like not believed or they're told that like well if you didn't dress this certain way like basically that they asked for it um and for men um there's a lot of shame around it like if they experience some sort of sexual abuse like um and so they don't really have safe places to go either um 
and I feel like this can just create a lot of like um a lot of like anger and a lot of rage and a lot of sadness and a lot of unworthiness um in people and and like like I said in try instead of trying to like resolve those issues and going to God for help for that like they're projecting it you know they're projecting it and they're trying to escape it and so they stay in maybe harmful relationships that that reflect them their beliefs around what a relationship is um, because I also want to extend like compassion and understanding and love to people who maybe experienced any sort of like sexual abuse or sexual trauma through like churches or religious institutions um, and and that's due to corruption because that's not godly at all and there is this other um, scripture about I know it's written down in here somewhere um, about you know the spiritual forces of darkness in heavenly places and i think that can also you know relate to those spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places like corruption in churches right and so like because that is not godly if you experience any sort of like sexual abuse or sexual trauma um in a church or in a religious institution um and i think that just a lot of men are taught like i said uh, that women want all these different things that aren't true right that keep them emotionally immature um and it keeps them actually like i feel like men and women deeply desire to be close to one another but in our society we're we're kind of taught to we're, we're pinned against each other and so this creates a lot of disruption right and this is satan's plan uh, i also want to share this scripture here that says in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself right and and then the next one and that's a, a pif a f- i can't say this i i don't know how to pronounce that one epiphians 5:28 and then following that it says husbands love your wives and do not be harsh with them and that's colossians 3:19 right and cuz like a lot of women i feel like also condone this sort of abuse from people that are portraying themselves as godly too because it can be this other end of the spectrum where like a lot of men can be abusive or controlling and then like no you're not supposed to submit to that kind of behavior right Um, because it says husbands love your wives and do not be harsh with them which means like not hitting them like because i grew up around domestic abuse and domestic violence and watched my father hit my mother um so I'm not going to spread the message here that you should be submitting to a man that's abusive or toxic in any way. Um, I'm saying that you should leave that situation and form an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, because the love of Jesus Christ would never um, express itself in that way, being abusive or toxic. Um, and... Uh, Ultimately, godly relationships were created to come into union with Jesus Christ. They were designed as a holy covenant to bring you closer together through your mutual love for God. If a marriage is not centered around Christ, then it isn't built on a solid foundation, and it can lead to dysfunction, destruction, and to pain and divorce. These aren't the things God intended for relationships, but they have become a societal norm that keeps people using relationships as a form of escape rather than for the glory of God. Modern day relationships have become like a new drug, an addiction to cycles of harm, rather than a safe place to find solace and love from the Holy Spirit. That's the last um, paragraph from my blog, so I highly recommend checking that out and reading that as it shares just some more information about you know, navigating our times in this culture when it comes to sex and when it comes to marriage and when it comes to relationships. Um, And, yeah, I hope that can maybe shed some light on things that maybe you had questions about. I know I've had lots of questions. That's why I continue to go to Jesus Jesus Christ and pray on these things. And one last thing I want to add before I maybe read this poem here is that um, for a really long time, I was praying for this person that I loved to return to me. I really, I was praying to Jesus Christ, bring them back to me because they, I had lost them. Like they had moved really far away. Like 
I just never thought I was going to see this person again. And it, it was breaking my heart. And so I was praying and I want to just share this here because it's so important for you to, instead of trying to control or manipulate men or men trying to control and manipulate women, especially through any kind of sexual desires, right? Really praying, not for them to return to you, but necessarily, like, especially if you lost them, but especially if you're into this idea of the twin flame concept, like not praying for them to return to you, right? But praying for them to return to Jesus Christ. And that's something I've been praying on recently. Um, because I, I, I realized that I was praying for them to, like I said, return to me and I was making it about me. And really now, <laughs> now that I've re- reconnected and I've returned to Jesus Christ, um, I just pray that you know, this person specifically returns to Jesus Christ, but also that like any man that comes into my life, I just pray that they are, you know, in union with Jesus Christ, because I feel like that's the only union that matters. And the twin flame community and the spiritual community will kind of teach you this idea of like, um, union, um, and like coming into union with like your twin flame. Um, and it's really just about, like, I just feel like that's that's what Satan has used to kind of create the counterfeit where it's like, instead of um, praying for union with Jesus Christ, it's like you're praying for union with this person that you think is your twin flame. And it's really a distraction. And, and Satan will use this twin flame concept as a way to distract you from union with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then from there, the Holy Spirit will unify you with whoever is meant to be in your life, Okay. And so I think that a lot of people that have control issues or codependency issues are really drawn to this twin flame concept because it's a way that they can continue to perpetuate this cycle of harmful relationships um, that they have with themselves and with other people and, and, and kind, kind of emotionally manipulate people, even if you're not aware that you're doing this, because um, I certainly wasn't. It's something that I've had to learn and watch myself, watch myself do and then like be like, wow, and like really submitting myself to Jesus Christ. So I think it's really about this idea of submission and i think it can be really challenging for people to submit especially to men in our in our day and age because a lot of women have experienced abuse from from men um and so it's hard for them to submit and i feel like the only way that you can heal that is by having an intimate relationship with god's son which is like i said why i created dating god's son as a way to kind of help people come back to having an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, which helps build your foundation on a solid ground. So I'm going to end it here with this poem that I wrote recently. I did share this on my personal Instagram, um, but it's something I felt called to share here too, because I love to do spoken word poetry. And this one I just shared, I didn't do a spoken word. So here we go. (laughs) They say home is where the heart is. And mine is where your right ventricle meets your vow to keep me like a heartbeat in your chest, keeping you breathing life, like a ventilator, keeping love alive, giving blood to bones that build like a castle made from your ribcage, housing a host of hope that races through veins like roses growing roots into your breastbone, where crimson chambers pump warm liquid through your body like it's God's gold rush of riches sitting in the central dwelling, hanging around the nape of your neck like a locket you wear for safekeeping. That's where I live, where your heart is. That's what I call home. And um, I titled that poem, Safekeeping. Um, And I just like to share those because I like to write poems to my future husband especially like after reading the Bible, it's really influencing my poetry and my, um, my prayers for a healthy, godly, intimate relationship built from Jesus Christ. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Um, and like I said, be sure to check out my blog and my Instagram channel at dating period, God's period, son. I look forward to talking soon. Take good care.